It's no coincidence that we're back when Chelsea's on form. It's that that's that's purely coincidental. Like that, I don't know what to tell you guys. It's, it's, it's just know that it's a coincidence. But yeah, welcome back to Football Talk. Um, I'm joined by Diggy today. How are we feeling, boys? Are we good, man? Um, alive and well. Another end of the week. So yeah, it's always good to be here. Now nah, we ripped that. We ripped that. Still. Um, yeah, dudes, from the last time that we left, we talked about, we talked about commercialization in football, didn't we? Wait, did we? No, 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 ever. That was, that's one of our, um, future yeah, projects, that's, actually. That's the future project. Ish, I'm already leaking news. But <laughs> hey, so yeah, we talked about experiences of football and yeah. the therapy session. That was the therapy session. Marvin's room, man. <laughs> love the way you put that but yeah like if you if you didn't if you didn't listen to that one um we had ac and specs as our special guests there and yeah they really talked about how football has influenced uh their lives and also how and we simba and i as well as gaz also talked about like how football has influenced our lives so if you haven't listened to that um you should definitely go give it a listen before this one or after the order really doesn't matter but yeah today we're going to be more hands-on with the football that we've missed and i think the first thing on the agenda is why is why does city choose now to run away with the prem Yo, man, City and uh, Bill different. I think Pep heard people calling him for Diola, you know? So, like, <laughs> they needed to be, he was like, nah, just hold my beer two minutes, let me show these, man, you know? But now, <laughs> City have been on flames, like, real talk, I think. One thing I heard this from somewhere is, like, people made the mistake of giving Pep a defense, and I don't think I've heard anything um factual than that um last season you saw without a defense city were open man they're playing open gates but now they've got a solid back line and yeah they're just getting results man picking up w's man i think was it yesterday was their 14th win um in all competition um consecutive win in all competitions so it's mad man yo no stopping these guys you know yeah, they they actually on a mad run. You have to admit that. And like, I thought this run was going to be stopped right in his tracks when Kevin De Bruyne got injured. But fam, they haven't looked back. Like De Bruyne only got back yesterday, right? But then like, dude, the whole time, you know. And I would, for uh, on my side, I would say like the players, the player for me that came into that city team and kept on going was Gundogan. Like, he came out of nowhere for me. Like, he came and decided to bless the FPLs. 
Hey, it's Gundogan in your AFL, DG. Of course, my G. He's there. He was one of my silent killers. I swear. <laughs> like, what time did you even get that home? Like, <laughs> I, I got Gundogan. I think it was the double game week. It was actually a mistake, you know. I was like, flip. Because I had KDB, but I was like, I need another City player. And then I made the mistake. I wanted to put in, was it Phil Foden? Then I put Gundogan. Then I was like, crap. Then I put submit. And I realized, oh, snap, I put Gundogan instead of Foden. I was like, I know what, you know, let me freestyle. And then he stat padded that whole game week. I was like, oh, my word. You know, let me keep this brother because he was going to, he's going to keep scoring. And I kept him there. The only mistake I've made is not making him captain, which has actually cost me big time. Yeah. Um, you, man, you, man, are really moving mad in the FPL. Um, oh yeah, if you're listening to this as well and you're also in our FPL league table, yeah, make sure that you take a look at where you are and and ask yourself if you're still if you're still worthy of slamming FPL. Like I, I took a look and I thought Yeah, I think I'm just uh, I'm gonna hang up the boots. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my manager title away, you know, just do a Frank Lampard real quick because hey, uh, it's looking quite dark. A man said a Frank Lampard, yo. This disrespect. <laughs> Fam, I splashed on. Who did I splash on? I splashed on Zaha and he's been underwhelming, bro. Like. Oh. I, I remember I had Zaha for some time, but then I was like, man, this brother isn't. I don't know what's going on. Palace haven't been, haven't been too great. I was like, nah, I need to get this man out. You know, I think it's always like with FPR, like when you get a player who's in form and then when you put them in your team, you expect them to do something, then they flop. And it's like, then the player that you've taken out does something, you know, it's like, it's like that mind game, you know. Exactly. It's a, it's a literal double whammy and it's, it keeps coming at you. But then like, things are looking better for me because I picked up Wood Prowse, so... And you know Southampton's been on an upward curve, so yeah, it's things are looking better. And I think I saved a bit of money, but yeah, away from my terrible FPL, let's talk about something else that's terrible. Enter Liverpool. What is going on at Liverpool? Yo, man, Liverpool. I don't even know, man. It's it's quite. I think I, I'm sympathetic to them because you know I understand like when all your key players get injured it's really hard to continue that momentum, you know. But then at the same time, it's really, it's really bad now. I mean, that that defeat against City, then the Leicester game is like, all these, and one thing I've noticed in both those games is all of them are self-inflicted. It's not like the system was rubbish or anything. They're all self-inflicted. You look at that Leicester game where Liverpool were in the game the whole time. They controlled the game the whole time until the 80th minute where two mistakes literally cost them the game. And from there, uh-huh. it was a game set in the match. Same thing like Man City. I felt like even when the score was 1-1, the game was even until Allison made those two blunders. So I just think it's those self-inflicted mistakes. But at the same time, uh, it's mad, you know. It's mad. I don't know. But knowing Liverpool, they will bounce back. They are Liverpool, so I expect them to bounce back, to be honest. 
Yeah, they can come back. You know, I was, I was looking at um, Sky Sports in Germany and they were talking about uh, Kabak. And they were like, you can take you can take Kabak out of Schalke, but you can't take the Schalke out of Kabak because, you know, he was involved in the Allison era. <laughs> oh, man, those guys are rude. <laughs> Bro, those like, I was so insulted. But yeah, Schalke is struggling and... Ah, Dude, I don't even know what's going on with those ends. But yeah, that's a story for another day. But like, yeah, with with Liverpool, I guess, yeah, like one thing that I did mention, um, like you said, you like you talked about Allison, right? And I and I said, like, goalkeeper fatigue is a real thing. Cause like, you know, Adrian has done a keeper, basically, and Every single time, like you look at Adrian, you're like, nah, nah, nah. We've got Allison, it's okay, and Allison is fit to play. But then, yeah, like I think Allison is also tired. I mean, you'll never admit it, but I think he's like um, either mental or physical fatigue. Because, yeah, those, those mistakes, like he's one of the world's best, so you can't, those mistakes are very uncharacteristic. No, that's true. That's true. I think, uh, especially when you said about goalkeeper fatigue, I, I actually, I, like later on, I went back and I actually evaluated. I was like, that makes a lot of sense because yeah, keepers do play a lot of games, you know, and some sometimes they don't do anything and sometimes they do something, but then mentally sometimes you know, they also need that breather. Um, and I think with Allison, you know, listen, like Allison is a great keeper and all that. Um, but then, yeah, you could just see that that was not Allison. The the mistakes that he's been um, conceding, you know, that that's not him. And I think he does need, you know, that break. But at the same time, like, who are you going to put in his place? Adrian, as you said, Adrian's not even that great, you know. Um, they've got that young keeper. What's his name? I forgot his name. Um, you don't want to be chucking him in into the deep water right, right now when... Things are not looking too great, so yeah. I mean, I think he does need like that, you know, that breather. I know that. At least for him, for his own part, he got a clean sheet against Leipzig, so should be a confidence booster. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean that. Speaking of errors, let's go into that game. Dio, <laughs> what was going on? Like, you know, the game was so level. Until like one mistake happened, and you know that's a mistake that we've been seeing multiple times from Leipzig. Like they've made so many of those defensive errors, and now they've given Liverpool a two-nil lead, theoretically away. Confirm Liverpool was the away team. Yeah, they were away. They were away, but they were playing at a neutral ground. Ah, I see. Yeah. It's a shame that those away goals would like be counted as they go back into Anfield. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't watch the game. I was watching um, PSG Barcelona, but I, I did look at the highlights, and I mean, yeah, Leipzig um, self-inflicted as well. You can't be giving such opportunities to to Liverpool, and with the quality there, but they'll punish you. Even if they yeah. haven't been too great, they will punish you. So, yeah, um, 
um, now you're 2-0 down. You're going to Anfield, of course. Anfield has been breached this season. Breached. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, um, anything can happen. But I, I think Liverpool have got this. I think they'll go through. Yeah, they're safe. And I heard you mentioning the game where Messi was <laughs> obliterated. Like, his team was obliterated. Barca got slash 4-1 by PSG with uh, Starboy Mbappe getting a hat-trick. How, how did you view that game, like, from top to bottom? Like, how did you... What did you expect the result to be? And how did the game go? Bro, I'm not even going to lie to you. I, I was talking to my little bro before, and I told him, listen, you guys are going to get smacked today. And I honestly, I had this gut feeling. <laughs> they're going to get properly smacked for some reason. And I wasn't surprised by the result, you know. Because we've known this with Barcelona, bro. We've known this. We saw it last season against Bayern. They got obliterated. This season, I'm s- it's still the same things, bro. Like, I watched that game, and I just saw so many errors from that Barcelona team. There was no progression from the midfield. Their pressing wasn't in sync. Um, they just looked so disjointed. And PSG were literally having fun. Because I remember even in Barca squad, I was like, it's not even going to take PSG any time to score because, again, Barcelona's defense is so rubbish this season. I think they've been conceding one goal um, per game. So I just knew PSG were going to score. And to be honest, I wasn't surprised. I really wasn't. Mbappe, I mean, yeah, this this guy. <laughs> I don't know. I saw a tweet and it was like, yeah, if this is the changing of the guard, then, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's really telling, man. It's it's really, you know, it just it's really telling. And yeah, I mean, Mbappe had an incredible game. Um, Ferrati had an excellent game. Uh, I think Marquinhos as well had an Marquinhos also had a great game. But I just think PSG, they were just the better team. They were just too good for Barcelona. I think that was just it. And yeah, I I think Barcelona finished as a Chelsea fan. I'm happy they're going through this. I hate Barcelona. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> same, bro. Same. To <laughs> sports, Barcelona, no hard feeling. I hate Barcelona with a passion. So I don't care what's going on at your club. You know, I'm happy seeing all of this. So, yeah, um, I don't think they will come back. I think the tie is dead. Um, so, yeah, and, and just to just to go on to, to Messi. And, yeah, I think... This is the last time you'll be playing in the Champions League at the Camp Nou. Um, yeah. It's really sad, really, because as even before we are talking about this, before you start recording, it's like when you have an unhappy player playing for your club, it's it's very toxic. You, they're not going to put yeah, in all the effort for the club. The well. Yeah, exactly. He, he's not going to put in the effort because he's like, hang on a minute. Why should I put this effort? when these men didn't want me to leave, when these men had blocked my moves and all that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Messi, I think this is the time where you should just leave, man, leave all this this rubbish and all that. And, I don't know, go somewhere, MLS or PSG, I don't know. Because, yeah, I think he's, he's done at Barcelona. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was a full-gone conclusion. Like, I think Messi at Barcelona is also done. But even like going back to the game, um, I thought honestly on on a on a on a real on a real like I thought that game was going to be a tight game, an interesting game. I was literally of the opinion that um, 
PSG was going to slash Barca, but that was before Neymar got injured. So if Neymar got injured, like obviously with me not watching, not watching these league farmers, I thought, ah, okay, um, this game is going to be interesting because it's going to be Messi and Mbappe, and that's it. But then, yeah, when I saw Dembele miss that sitter, and then when I saw uh, PK uh, swearing at his own teammate. And Griezmann swearing at the back, I knew, okay, yeah, PSG have wrestled these guys well enough. This game is done. And yeah, the goals just kept on raining, and Mbappe is an excellent finisher. Dude, the way he actually bossed that mid, like, even besides the finishing, that guy finished, that guy dribbled. He proved me wrong. He proved me wrong in the sense that he can dribble, he can't dribble and run at the same time. I hate that, but. It's against Barca, so you know um, it, it, they negate each other. But yeah, like Mbappe uh, is class. You can't. There's no. There's no questioning that. Yeah, I remember we had this debate, bro, on this very platform. You know, Mbappe versus Holland, and we'll get to Holland just now. You know, but it just shows you that, and this guy is class, man. He's he's just a different gravy, man. The, especially the first goal that he scored, like the touch, the control, and the finish, man. That was just pure execution. That was yeah, the was insane. That was just gold. Like it was just an amazing goal. It just shows that now this guy is gonna be. Of course, he's already a serious player. For me personally, he's already a top five player in the world. Um, I don't think probably the only people above him are Neymar, Lewandowski, Messi, and Ronaldo. That's it. But he's already up there, so. And to do that, the camp new had Messi's on uh, Messi's home turf, man. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> loving it. After showing it too in 2018 as well, and he's like, "Hey, listen, I still got it. <laughs> just in case you never, just in case you didn't know." Exactly. He was giving him flashbacks, bro. You know, just like, yeah, let me just show you what happened back then. I can do it again. So yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. I. It's actually tough for it's actually tough for Messi, but yeah, like you you also mentioned Holland, who was on a, a team with a very shoddy defense again. Like I was, I was saying this was something that I was saying also before we started recording that uh, German defenses uh, we don't count Bayern because yeah, Bayern's not even a part of Germany being Bavaria, <laughs> but um, German defenses. Um, they're very leaky. And despite, like, uh, Haaland bailing them out, getting two goals and an assist, um, yeah, they conceded two, two away goals, which means that Sevilla only need to get, like, one Luke de Jong goal and park the bus in the second leg. But, yeah, like, the um, uh, most important thing out of that whole situation is that uh, Haaland bailed them out by um, scoring two goals and an assist and even going to the point where Mandem said, hey listen now I was, I was watching Mbappe Mbappe scored a hat-trick and I was like, ah okay let me go try to do the same and in terms of goal contribution he did the same <laughs> uh, Facts I mean, now was the performance by Haaland was just amazing like it just shows that this guy, he's, he was made in a lab, bro. He's just an <laughs> android. 
What's the called? A cyborg. That's what he is, man. He is just an ice cold killer. <laughs> I swear. Probably could act in the Terminator, bro. Hands down, man. But now Holland, man, he's just he's cold. You you can just see old in his game. Like one thing I've noticed, if, well, I wouldn't say noticed, but one thing I I've known about Holland is that his movement is so deadly. Like it's very mm-hmm. difficult as a defender to to anticipate where he's gonna go because he's always moving around. He would move in behind you. He would drop. He would drop short. He would, he's always moving around, so you don't know what to do as a defender. And when he's got the ball now, he's running at you. It's like a rhino running at you. And you're yeah. just scared, bro. And, man, that guy, he, he's something else, man. He is something else. And that performance, he was, he was magnific- magnificent. I mean, even um, Sancho as well. Sancho was, had a great game. Um, he was bowling out a couple of very good skills. I mean, yeah, Dortmund had a, had a very good performance, man. They persevere um, high up and they won the ball well. They pressed well. They recovered the ball well. Of course, the defense, yeah, defense, as you're saying, Germany, um, the defense is a very leaky and all that, um, which you expect from Dortmund. But other than that, I think they would be happy with the 3-2. Going back to the signal, Iduna, I think they could do, they could finish off the game and there's something crazy happen. So, yeah, um, Bappe and Haaland going at each other. We like it. Changing of the guard, man, you know. Now we're yeah, it's, it's yeah, changing of the guard. Speaking of changing of the guard, what happened in Porto? <laughs> Yo, what is happening to our goats? They're washed, bro. I'm telling you, people aren't gonna like it, but they are washed. I'm telling you now, man. It's that's just it. Both of them are washed. Ronaldo's probably waiting for a penalty against Porto, man. You know. <laughs> Add to the GA goals and assists. <laughs> Just like Messi. Messi already. Messi was already ahead of the wave. Messi's is, <laughs> is ahead of the wave, bro. He got his penalty and he was like, nah, I'm cool, man. You got my call. <laughs> but yeah, nah, these guys, man, you know, it's just I don't know. I think as we talked about before, it was I think it's time, bro. You know, when when you watch sports, when you've seen players play over a certain period of time, you've seen their peak where they were untouchable. And now you're seeing, like, I wouldn't say they're down for, but you can see they're not at that level anymore. And that's what I was trying to see with, with Messi and them. It's it's quite sad, really, because it, it has to go, it has to happen this way. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I think they, they are they are gone, bro. I don't think they'll ever reach those levels again. Um, personally, I think they should go to the MLS. Um, retire there, you know, and yeah, just live that soft life because I don't think Europe is, is is there for them. Of course, they can still buy goals. I mean, Ronaldo will still score goals. I mean, he is still scoring goals now, but then that's, that's his job. That's his job now, but then, bro, it's it's gone to that point. Like, apart from scoring goals, how else are you influencing the game? You know, what else are you doing apart from that? You know, so it's like. Mm. Yeah, I honestly think they should just they should just yeah, go to the MLS or yeah, I mean Messi's linked to PSG, so if he goes there, reunite with with Neymar and play with Mbappe, so it, it, that would be dope. I wouldn't mind that, you know. Yeah, it'll be seen. It it'll actually be seen. Yeah, definitely. 
But you know, if you, if you consider the movements that are going on, like Alaba, Alaba's already leaving Bayern, so and strong claims are being made that he's going to go to Madrid. That's also going to be another interesting thing. Yeah, bro. I mean, look at all the um, just just diverting a bit, but look at all these great European teams. You know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, all of them are now um downgrading. They're all um going in a downfall right now. They weren't. They're not the teams that they were five, ten years ago because all their players are getting old. Look at Madrid, an example: Modric, Cruz, Casemiro, Ramos, Marcelo, um, you see all these Benzema, all these guys are now in at that age, bro. They're not old players, okay? I wouldn't say old players, but then they're normally at the peak of their power. Even Barcelona, Barcelona are in a crisis right now. The financial thing, their players, Boy. they're old. You know, it's just all these top clubs. They're not at that level anymore. So I wouldn't say like the the performances right now. I wouldn't say I'm surprised because it's been coming when you don't replace the the old players with fresh blood, it's just going to continue going down. The level is just going to continue going down and down. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think it's probably the time where teams like your Bayern Munich, your Man City, PSG's, ETC, those teams, they're probably the time for them to step up, you know, and start winning the Champions Leagues and all that. Because, yeah, when these teams do come back, they will bounce back hard. But, yeah, this is the time to take advantage of that. Even... And buying players as well. It's also the time to to take advantage of that, you know. Mm. Now, <sighs> it's gonna be interesting. That's that's the best way that I can put it. Like, um, I think to a certain extent, like you you mentioned this already, that like these guys are knowing that they're on the decline. Like they know that okay, this is this is the end loading. So if you're if you're seeing the end, like he said, it's kind of sad to see. But then the best they can do is make sure that the landing spot isn't so rough. So like that Messi to PSG rumor, that might be a soft landing spot, you know, like depending on how they run it. And but yeah, change of the gods. That's what's the most important thing. Yeah, bro. Let the youth shine, bro. The youth are doing well right now. Then good hands, man. Let the youth shine. You guys had your time. Your time is gone. Let these young guns shine, man. That's what we want to see now. Yeah, I would. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I actually with that. Can't wait to see what they do in the future. But before we, before we go, before we start daydreaming, therefore, I want to talk about the change of God that's happening right now, and that's Marco Rose being the Dortmund coach, doing the standard move from Borussia Mönchengladbach to Borussia Dortmund, been done by many managers. How are we feeling about that? I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a good move. I think uh, I'm a Dortmund quote-unquote fan. Um, so I was hoping that would, um, if we're going to hire a manager, it'd probably be either Rose or Ten Hag. So I'm, I was happy with Rose. Um, of course, he's done a good job at Mönchengladbach. I like how they play. And I think he'll be a good fit for Dortmund. Of course, yeah, I'm not really a fan of managers being announced during the middle of the um, season because 
you know, players do lose their motivation. They start thinking, oh, hold on a minute. Why should I play my best? Or if I just sit out for a bit, I'm not going to play my best for this manager because a new one's coming. So why should I put all my effort for this? You know, and just start doing sabotage things, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, they are yeah, like probably. Exactly. So, yeah, um. Um, I don't know why German clubs do that. They even did that for Pep as well before he went to Man City. So I don't know why it's like a thing that that they do. I don't understand it really. Uh, I guess it's one of those things like where they where they lose motivation. But yeah, I mean it's ugly. It's it's something that like you wouldn't see in any other league, to be honest. Yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't see it in any league, but you always see it in, in the German league, you know. I don't know why, though. Or what do you think about it, though? Um, to a certain extent, like, I've only... Like, the only thing that I compare it to is, like, the worst of the worst. And that's, like, when uh, Mourinho was at Chelsea. You know, the one when, when Sisk and them were like, hey, listen, we're getting this dude out. That's the worst that I've seen from the Prem. But then... The regularity of that in the Bundesliga, you start thinking, okay, these guys, like, they don't want to win. Like, Bayern had that run before Flick came in. Dortmund definitely had that run with or without Favre. Like, before Favre came in, and even when Favre was there and he was on the way out, you could tell that, like, okay, the fans are like this, so the result is going to be like this. Losing games like Stuttgart, Mainz, like those are three points. I mean, every club is allowed to slip up, but the way it happens in the Bundesliga, it is, yeah, it's it, it, it feels like it's choreographed, you know, like it's it's quite messed up. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I don't even know. It's just it's baffling, you know. It's really baffling, you know. It's, I think some of these guys probably have their nudes and all that like that. Just, <laughs> just, just, just release this man, you know. Feed the boy, man. Let him free. You know. I even know. The smoke screens of like, oh, listen, we're going to give this young boy his debut. Those are like smoke screens, and you're like, okay, yeah, let's let's rip the boy. You know. <laughs> Yo, let's rip the boy. You know. Give him, let's give him some game time and let's let's free him, you know. So man, I don't know about these German clubs. They just they just move mad, bro. I swear. Yeah, but I guess it's one of those things. Um right. Speaking of one of those things, like one of those things that have been putting me off for time. I think you actually like you'll agree with me on this one, but dude, the way that riffs have been moving in the prim. Man, those premiers, bro. They're they're horrible. I swear. I'm not even gonna lie. The one and none of them went to the World Cup, you know. That's exactly what I was about to say. Makes so much sense, bro. Because honestly, it makes no sense. Some of the, these decisions, bro, that you see, it's like, I'm not a referee. Of course, I've refed games and all that, but I'm not a professional referee. But as a football, someone watches football. Um, half the time, in fact, all the time. Of course, I know things that are correct and they're wrong, and I can see the mistakes. Of course, everyone's prone to mistakes within. Honestly, when you keep making the same mistake, you start to question, like, do you guys actually care? 
Yeah, you guys are doing your job properly. You know, it's like you're in a business, bro. And this guy keeps mm-hmm. messing up so many times. And he keeps telling you, now nah, I'll get it right next time. I'll, I'll get it right next time. Like, bro, how many chances do you need? Exactly. You're meant to be a professional. Exactly, bro. I swear. And I, I, I always keep mentioning this. Like, for me, it, it does no good to me when you make a mistake. And then you come out later and you say, um, but you know what, that was a mistake, but we didn't call it like, who is that going to help? It's not helping me. It's not helping the team. It's not helping anyone because you made the decision there and there and it affected the result. Never. Exactly. It never does. Like, I don't understand it, bro. I really don't. And especially these English refs. I know we're probably late to this, but Mike, Mike Dean was... Um, was being abused and I, I, I don't even condone I don't agree with that people no one should be abused no one should be no one's family should be abused but you know when when you look at it like why is it that you guys continually you continue making the same mistakes you've got VAR you've got all these things but why is it that you continue doing the same things over and over again why? Yeah, it's all the technology, all the gear, but no idea, eh? <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, but Mike Dean, yeah, he, he had some proper abuse and like, yeah, that's messed up. Like, you wouldn't want your fam seeing any of that. You wouldn't want you seeing any of that. But yeah, like, I'm not going to say that he's the reason that it started because there's actually, there's absolutely no backing towards that kind of abuse. But yeah, he does... He does have to back up his ideas. Like, this is not the best way to do it, but I do hope he realizes that, like, okay, um, as much as sports is an entertainment industry, this, like, you are appointed there to do your job. The players are appointed to do a job, and it would be most efficient if everyone did their job properly. Exactly, bro. Just do your job and... Um, no, you won't get any trouble. If you do your job, no one will give you any stick. But then if you continue making the same mistakes, of course, people get pissed off and all that. So, you know, just just do what you have to do. And, yeah, everything will be fine, you know. Yeah, it would. But, yeah, um, that's actually all of what, uh, all of the hot topics that we had. I think the hottest topic is obviously changing the guard, changing the guard because, hey, um, Bappe and Haaland came out firing, and I hope they keep this up in their respective leagues. Um, oh yeah, and one thing that we didn't like really cover is that Upamecano dude, he's on his way to Bayern. Bayern did it again. They <laughs> they stole from their friends. How are you feeling about that transfer, though, Didi? I mean, yeah, um, Upamecano was linked to a, lot, a host of a number of clubs, you know, um, Bayern, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, ETC, you name it. So, of course, uh, Bayern knew they couldn't let this one slip like what they did with Havertz. Um, they needed to get this one done. So, yeah, I mean, um, listen, Upamecano, he's a, he's a young defender. Uh, I know yeah, um, at the time of recording, um. He, they played Liverpool in the previous day, and he didn't have a great game. But again, he's a young player, you know. Young defenders at this young age aren't really um, that mature. They're not, you know, they're not like an, an attacker or midfielder. They're, they still have mistakes in them. They're still learning, you know. 
defense mm-hmm. and goalkeeping. You know, you mature as you grow older. And you grow into that role. So yeah, um, he's going. He's going to buy Munich. I think he'll be. He'll be. He'll be a good signing for them. Um, Bayern don't buy dead ballers. Um, of course, yeah. uh, that that's actually debatable because they did buy um, Coutinho and and James, but they're not dead ballers. But then they just really didn't fit Bayern to say. Yeah. But and despite that, they still performed at Bayern. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they yeah they they performed. They they did an okay job. Not the levels they were supposed to reach, but yeah, um, they did a good job at Bayern. But yeah, I think Upamakan. I think it's um. It's a good deal. Of course, I don't like this thing in the Bundesliga where they they do just where the red steal from the boy, you know. I mean, Bayern always do it. Um, Dortmund did it with Marco Rose, but Dortmund don't usually do it um, quite a lot. But yeah, I just don't like this this thing where the the big clubs take from the ball because it means that the competition there's really, the competition is not that much when you have two clubs challenging. It's not really fun, you know. So, yeah, um, uh, good deal for Bayern. I think you will do a good job there. Um, we'll see as time goes on. And, yeah, um, I'm curious to see how he does there. Of course, he's, he's not the complete package. He does have his mistakes, his flaws, but then I think he will go into them. But, yeah, um, it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting to see. Now that's weird. And... With that, we've come to the end of the pod. Thank you for listening this far. And yeah, of course, guys, please uh, come onto the IG, come onto the Discord. Yeah, like I've, Discord is actually like quite a fun, uh, interactive place to talk about like football. I, I have personally made like little folders where you can talk about like certain leagues. So please, like if you're listening to this, Get on Discord. Come on and, yeah, let's talk football. But otherwise, thank you for listening. And, yeah, we'll catch you next time. We out.